Hey guys, Roy Mangrum here with the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, just want to say, before we get to the podcast, of course, I just want to say thank you uh, to the boxes that allowed us in this past week um, to visit, set up, um, show some of the stuff we do. Um, Monday was CrossFit RTR. Had a great time there, of course. Um, then, let's see, that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We were in New Orleans. We was at CrossFit uh, Langyap, CrossFit NOLA 504, and CrossFit NOLA Downtown. Um, had a great time with all those people. We put some videos up on Facebook. Um, you may have seen those. Um, just little short clips uh, letting you see what the inside of the boxes look like. Um, the whole see what we see kind of thing. Um, so we had a good time with those guys. And then uh, Saturday we were at uh, CrossFit 3086 in Panama City Beach, Florida for Battle of the Ages. Uh, it's a great comp. Uh, they do teams of four and each person on the team is from a different generation. So you have a teenage person, someone in their 20s, someone in their 30s, someone in their 40s. Um, and that was, it's, it's a cool, cool concept. And they travel around and do these. So it's not like it's just at someone's box. So like this one here is in, was in Panama City Beach. Then I believe in three weeks or four weeks, something, I think it's three weeks. They're in Atlanta, Georgia, and then on to Chicago and so forth. Uh, if you're interested in something like that, check them out on Facebook. I think they'll be back in Birmingham. Uh, sometime late summer or fall, something like that. So it's cool concept. Um, it was really cool put together. It ran smooth. Uh, we were in and out uh, pretty quick. So uh, it was a really good comp. Had a good time. So this next week, you know, we're just going to kind of chill out, recharge the batteries. Um, we got a lot of new uh, gear kicking. Um, waiting to get some of that stuff in hopefully we'll have some in in the next week or so um, but a lot of new stuff on the way uh, so just kind of stay tuned for that uh, this week on the podcast me and Matt Boyd sat down um, he broke away and uh, come over at the house and sat down with me for a few minutes to get a podcast recorded so I'd have some content for you guys um, and we just discussed PDs. It's something we hadn't talked about. We really didn't get into any details. It's just you know some things we know, some thing or some things we've seen, some things we have ideas about, um, and opinions. So give it a listen. Um, if you like what you hear, let us know. If you don't like what you hear, let us know. Uh, leave a comment, five-star rating. We'd appreciate it. Share with your friends. Uh, it looks like you guys are doing that because every week uh, the number of downloads seems to be going up and up and up, and we really do appreciate that. So uh, in the next coming weeks, we got some cool interviews coming up. Um, as soon as we get those confirmed, and when I say confirmed, that means I've recorded them and not lost the recording, then I'll let you know who those are going to be. But um, we have a games athlete um, and some other cool people coming up. So we'll just stay tuned for that. And uh, let's see, do I have anything else to bring up? No, I don't think so. So anyway, um, for all the fathers out there, I'm recording this on Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all you guys. I know I miss my dad more than anything. Uh, think about him daily but especially days like today uh i miss the old man so um happy father's day to you guys and with that being said on to the this is the barbell voodoo podcast with your hosts roy mangrum and jamie free First, th first thing let's talk about since we're recording is I'm going to ambush you and talk about how fat the, your, your, that your dog bacon is. Is on a bulking cycle, everyone? 
He's uh, training for a powerlifting meet. He's trying to uh, get in the next weight class up. Is he a pit bull? Yeah. All right. He hardly looks like one anymore. That's not very nice. It's not nice. He's the sweetest dog. But I want I want people that have not met Bacon to know how sweet he is and to also know that he has just, he's well, he's fat is what he is. He is fat. But Roy says he's bulking. Yeah, he's bulking. When is he going to cut? We haven't decided. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll... Permanently yeah. bulking, though, is, is no longer bulking. Permabulk. That's, that's a real thing, isn't it? I did that for years. Oh, he's the, sweet, he's the sweetest dog you've so ever sweet. seen. He's laying here in the floor in front of us on his throne. On his throne. Yeah. Speaking of bulking. Speaking of bulking, that's yeah. the topic of the day. Yeah. Unicorn tears. So, yeah, no kidding. So I got a little fired up this week when, um, gosh, and I brought it up. I don't know the Facebook page that the guy um i saw uh, um what was that wasn't crossfitters in middle tennessee was it? no this was a bigger this was a not a local this was not a local site this was somebody somewhere else anyway so the guy did a um skype interview or something like that with um is his name john romano mm-hmm. yeah so Romano is uh, am I saying it right? Does that sound right? I would assume so. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, so he's a he's a steroid guru, kind of a self titled steroid coach. I guess he's been in that world for years and has trained bodybuilders and powerlifters and um, you know, basically in the in the Skype thing said that all of the top, uh, not only are all of the top. Um, CrossFit athletes using performance enhancing drugs, peds, mm-hmm. but also implied that probably all the regional level athletes are. Um, and just, okay. and you know, his contention was it's just part of that sport. Like he, he came at it from a point of view. I'm not judging them. In fact, I coach some of them, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting where he said, there are some elite people that I, you know, help them dose or whatever it is that he does. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course he wouldn't say who, who they was, who they, who they are because, you know, he said that's bad for his business, etc. Um, true or not true. That's a whole other discussion, but yeah. I, I think it's fair. Um, also to note that this, this, the same guy, has written, and you can Google it and see them immediately, half a dozen what I consider hit pieces on T-Nation, which let's be honest, T-Nation hates CrossFit, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's fine. But he, Romano, goes on to state things as fact based on his um, vast experience that are factually incorrect. As an example, you know, he talks about this fictitious injury rate in CrossFit, Right. That's been proven to be wrong. Right. Um, it's, to me, it's one of those things you have every right to your own opinion, but you don't have your own right to the, to your own facts or however that goes. Yeah. I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, you don't get to choose the facts. The facts are the facts. Yeah. Um, so whether he's telling the truth or not, it's hard to know. Well, are there athletes in CrossFit that use performance-enhancing drugs? That's a good question. I have my suspicion. My suspicion is, based on the number of athletes that there are, yep. based on the extraordinary amount of work that they put in, I'm talking about the elites. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, when I say elites, I'm talking the regional level athlete and above, mm-hmm. you know, because now you're, you're, now you are elite if yep. you go to regionals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then obviously those that make it to the games are the best of the best. You're talking about less than 1% of the crossfitting population. Are there those that use performance-enhancing drugs, peds of some kind? I think probably based on the number of people there are. Sure. Yeah. But I'm also, and this is a personal thing for me, and this is the way I try to approach most things. I, do, I try not to be judgmental of people. Yeah. And to me, I have to have, there has to be proof right. before I'm going to say well, they, they are. Yeah, you can't say... I can tell you with my eye, I've spotted one guy mm-hmm. that I knew without a shadow of a doubt was. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him move. Yep. I know he was competing. It was a competition locally last summer. 
Okay. Um, he walked past me mm-hmm. after his heat, and I forget who I was there with, or maybe I wasn't there with someone, but I knew immediately he was on, mm-hmm. how he was built. Okay. And when I say built, you have a certain look. You look square. Okay. Okay? Um, especially when you're leaner, right, than, yeah. than, uh, than the more smooth look. But other than the eye test, he's the first one that's ever hit me that the eye test was glaring was this guy regional level or above? Never seen him since. Just, okay, so never just, seen so him before. Never guy. seen him since. Yeah. I would assume a local guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that when you in in any form of competition, I think uh, when there's a prestige on the line or bragging rights, the uh, the allure. Mm-hmm. Or, or the no. money. You have or, to talk or, about the well, money. There's money, money now. Well, you know, the the purse for the game is what, $2.2 million this year? Yeah, something in that neighborhood. So yeah. there's $2.2 million reasons yes. <laughs> to, yeah. to go, okay, well, where can I get this edge? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't even know what the testing policy is for... Uh, CrossFit, do you? Is there a test? I'm assuming there, there's a test. Yeah, there, there is. This is probably where we could have done some research because it's out there and, mm-hmm. and HQ shares what they do. I know there's random testing, right? Because uh, we've seen video evidence of of them show knocking on somebody's door, showing up okay. where they brought a camera. Um, so some of those top people, I know Rich has been randomly tested. I've seen it on video. It seems like I remember somebody else. Them recording a random test. So the top folks do get random tests. Um, I don't know if they do all mandatory at regionals. That would make sense, but I don't know that they do that. I know there have been folks caught mm-hmm. at regionals. It's it, it's like every year yeah, now that yeah. somebody gets caught. Um, here's the thing about testing is by, by I don't want to say by all accounts, by, but by all accounts from the experts, they all say the same thing, which is, if you get caught, it's because you're stupid or you just screwed up. Apparently, yeah. even modern day testing, um, it, they can be beaten. Depending on the test. I Pro- think I'm sure you, depending on the test and yeah. versus, versus what's being used. If you look you, at UFC yeah. and how they're using uh, USADA, those guys... Have, I think they've kind of figured the testing thing out because mm-hmm. it's not just a pee in the cup thing anymore. It's they do blood, and then there was they were on uh, uh, the guy that runs the the testing thing was on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. not too long ago, yeah. maybe a couple months ago. I don't know if you heard that one, but he was talking about how they look ahead and go, okay, well. We can catch them with the blood now. What's next? Mm-hmm. Right? Because growth hormone's never been able to be detected. So how do you detect mm-hmm. growth? And I don't, need, I don't know if they have that answer or not. Yeah. But, um, and this is the thing. Everything for me on this topic, because I have no personal experience with peds. Uh, I know some people, 100% sure, that are, that mm-hmm. are and have been ped users. Um, I've never used anything like that or even laid eyes on i've never even seen steroids or hgh or anything like that so for me this would all be conjecture because i'm no i'm no expert on the topic i thought i think that's interesting though what you said about seeing someone in the eye test Mm -hmm. see for me that's a tricky thing now you've had you've been at least around them some i've not but the eye eye test thing's tricky especially with that elite of the elite they're supposed to look different they sh- they do look different because yeah um, you know when you look at whether it's um, you know Matt Chan or Rich or um, Dan Bailey Dan Dan is big yeah. um, I'll tell you another one Neil Maddox got yep. Neil Neil's yep. forty or, or almost yeah. forty and guys who who ha- who look the way they do they're supposed to look that way yeah you know these are guys who are who are let's be honest genetically gifted right incredibly hard workers. Physically and mentally hyper resilient. They're special people, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, they're and they're professional exercisers. Yeah, you know they're supposed to look different than sort of the normal person does. So the eye test to me for folks like that is tricky. 
you know, when you see a local, a guy at a local comp that you've never heard of who in CrossFit's really, you know, not somebody, mm-hmm. and you have that look, mm, I can kind of buy that. Yeah. The elites, to me, the eye test is going to always be tough. I've seen people say, oh, yeah, the distended stomach and that no, sort of thing. I'm like, dude, bullshit. those are freaking mus- muscles, no. you, you know? You know, so from what I've been around, so here, here's what I know. So, like, there's power lifter belly. They, they call it power lifter belly, and mm-hmm. that's just... Where your abs are distended, um, and it's a lot of it's from so much pushing against the belt, pushing yeah. against the belt. Yeah. Um, when I'm talking about the eye test, if you look at, well, okay, let's pick on Dan Bailey. Okay. Yeah. Dan Bailey's super jacked. Mm, yes. Um, and Kalipa, super jacked. Mm-hmm. Even though they're larger athletes. They're smooth, mm-hmm. even though they're ripped. It's smooth. I don't know if I'm if that's making sense. When I say the eye test, I'm use this guy uh, who I have no idea what his name. Call was. him Billy. Let's say Billy. <laughs> Billy at this competition, he looked square. So when I say square, his shoulders were a square like a distinct shelf. Just for the listeners, you're drawing in the air with your fingers. Yes. A square yes. body. All right, which makes sense. Yeah, the video portion. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, he he was square. Okay. So uh, what his pecs looked like, his abs, legs, I didn't look. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw his shoulders, that was my dead giveaway. Yeah. Because anytime I've seen it in my past before, it's always been... The shoulders was the giveaway. Yeah, um, and I do know I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. I have seen people like that. So when I look at um, Rich, I look at Dan, Kalipa. Yeah, they have big shoulders, right? But it's proportionate. They're not. They just look like Adonis. Yeah, they just look they're just, like they're just freaks. Yeah, you know. So you know it. it why would you, in my opinion, what's the point of using that at a local level? What are you winning? Well, that's an ego thing. Yeah, but that yeah. is that a real? <laughs> I mean, to, yeah. What's the point? Here, I have trouble understanding of why. I'm not trying to knock someone's local comp. Uh huh. But what's the point? Well, the. What's the state? You got the fifty percent off coupon from Holly? Yeah, understand. they're not they're not doing it for the reward other than uh, the bragging rights, because that's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, at a local comp, the best thing you're you're going to win is a, a new set of bumpers. But if you know everyone else, or the majority of everyone else that you beat that day, yeah, was clean, yeah, then did you win? In or your do, mind, in, in your you mind, feel? you did because to me, somebody that uses um, a P that potentially, any potential at all, but potentially hurts their hurts them long term. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of negative side effects. But the person that uses them with those potential side effects, only to maybe make the podium or even to win mm-hmm. at a local competition, you're doing it strictly. For your own ego. Just own ego. Yeah. yeah. And and I personally know somebody that was and probably still is a user that, you know, to be honest with you, occasionally gets on the podium and sometimes doesn't. Yeah. And do I get it? I don't get it. But then again, I'm an older cat and the ego stuff sort of tends to go away yeah. as you get a little older. Um, you know, here's my thing. When I was um, a young, when I was a kid coming out of high school, Right, so I was a basketball player and um, was a pretty good player. Played AAU ball and traveled all over the southeast. Played against probably some people you've heard of as a high school kid, and was lightly recruited. A little too slow to be a big time guy. So you know, I was I was a JUCO player and really about a Division two. But you had, level you had swagger though, didn't you? Oh, I had a lot of swagger. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had that. Um, but, you know, and I was a self-made player, but here's, here's the thing. 
When I was 18 or, or even 20 years old, if you told me, hey, here's something that you can take mm -hmm. that if you'll also work hard, which I worked extremely hard, that um, brings on another story I'll tell in a second. But um, if somebody told me that I could have taken something and I could have and I could have played at Duke or Alabama, mm -hmm. um, if I had taken that, would I've done it at 18 or 20? I'm going to tell you, abs absolutely. Yeah. There'd have been no question. Just to make the team, to mm -hmm. be the twelfth guy on that team, I would have done that. Versus, you know, you know, playing on a junior college junior college team and living that life, which is pretty miserable to be honest. Um, but would I have done it? Yeah. You know, knowing what I know now, would I? Absolutely not. Yeah. There's nothing. That's that. There's no pot of gold at the no, end of the rainbow. That's the hindsight. Yeah. Um, you but, know. Go ahead. But but that's but that's why a guy would do that do that at a local comp. It's because it allows him to train as much as a regional and above athlete. Right. Even though he physically doesn't possess what it takes to get there. Right. Okay. So that's one of the tricks with CrossFit, where mentally, uh, and there are other sports like this, where it will trick you as the athlete into thinking that if you work hard enough you can get to where they're at. Not true. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. Um, I appreciate anybody that has that kind of passion and that want to and yeah. the desire to do that work. But here's the bottom line. If you don't have that athleticism and you don't have that lifelong foundation of explosiveness and speed, and that's usually what folks are missing, um, and, and that strength, a foundation of strength, um, you are not going to get there. No. And, and that's, you know, people a lot of times say, well, you can be anything you want. I got news for you. If I could be anything I wanted, I'd be retired from the NBA now because nobody worked harder than I did as yeah. a young kid playing basketball. And I got the most out of myself that I could. Now, if I had known strength and conditioning then the way I do now, could I have made that big time team? Maybe. I'd have been on the end of the bench. You know, I'd have been, yeah. I'd have been the walk on, the last guy to make the team type deal but that was as good as I was ever going to get you know so you still you can be any kind of person you want to be yeah but you can't just strictly on desire and want to um get at that elite level no. it just doesn't work that way you know and I think one of the things that um or misconceptions that people have with PDs is well if I take this up let's take powerlifting into consideration if I take this I break a world record mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's not that's not the case it doesn't work you that have way. a ceiling mm -hmm. you know and I know, you know I know some people think that you know hey I don't have a you know there is no ceilings or anything like that but technically we all have some sort of ceiling you know yeah. this is what you're Call it which, which, which probably 99% of the exercisers, I'm throwing that number out there, 95, 99%, mm -hmm. never see that ceiling. No, no, no. You know, got to eat perfect, sleep perfect, yeah. work out perfect. It's just, yeah. it's tough. But where where they screw up, the people who, who do use a PED or a steroid, let's say they're at 33% of their genetic potential. Mm -hmm. And then they get on the sauce. Yeah. To get to the 95. Yeah. So you never broke the plateau. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's like saying, uh, I'm going to put nitrous on my car yeah. that's got a burnt valve. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So instead of the engine, the engine's uh, running, a ma it's, yeah. I've got every bit of horsepower yeah. out of it. Right. Now I put the gas on Right. It. I love that analogy. They, man. They're, they're doing it in the wrong order. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they do achieve this level, and they think, oh, wow, you know, but you could have, there is more you could have got, yeah. but a lot of people don't even get to the 95% yeah, I love, percent that I love, ceiling. I love that analogy, and that I would say that is the case for people who, that local guy yeah. or gal that um, that does it because they work a normal job and have yeah. a regular life, and then they, you know, they work out six days a week, several times, whatever, they yeah so they use the sauce to get I, I see what you're saying I love the analogy um, but here's the thing 
when you, again, changing gears and looking at the elite athlete, when the higher up you go, it doesn't matter the sport, whether it's major league baseball, football, basketball, it doesn't matter, CrossFit, whatever it is, the higher up you go, the more the little things, uh, the difference the little things make. Absolutely. You know, and that applies to fundamentals. Yep. Uh, that applies to that explosiveness, the athleticism, and it applies to, you know, peds. Absolutely. You know, that's Absolutely. one of those things. Um one of the, I tell you, and if, if people will take the time, one of the best podcasts you'll ever see is watch Lance Armstrong on Joe Rogan's podcast. Great podcast. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I wish, the only thing that I wish is that Lance were less apologetic yeah. for what he did. Yeah. Shouldn't, he should have no apologies. No. Because at this point, you know, it's all over yeah. and we know that he was using peds the whole time via blood transfusions yeah. and all that stuff. And most tested athlete in history sort of never got caught never got caught when he was active yeah never got, got caught, got caught yeah. after he was retired but did he get caught or what did he got reported I thought it was yeah reported. yeah but people had yeah. been telling on him for yeah. years but here's the trick here's the trick and the reason for me i don't really vilify the guy first of all it's not my place to judge him um but second of all 100 percent of the elite cyclists in the world at least at that time and probably still today mm-hmm. they were all doing it they're level, all doing peats so, so all he did was level the playing field and still beat everybody's ass yep is all he did yep um now could he have beaten them where they're all cheating and he's not probably no. not no absolutely you not. know probably not no. so that's when you look at it and you know I, I actually had this conversation off air with somebody just in the last day or so um you look at what happened in the 90s and the 2000s in major league baseball i'm a yes. baseball fan yeah. big cardinals fan so in 1998 Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are in this this big home run hitting yeah. deal for the whole season. And I actually was fortunate enough to see them both at Wrigley Field um, for a couple of games. And, man, they hit like five home runs over the two baseball games between them, and it was amazing. But here's the thing. There's a reason why that went on for as long as it did. One, it was good for business. Absolutely. Major League Baseball. Okay? Absolutely. It was good for business. It wasn't by accident that Sammy and Mark and some of those really good guys, Rafael Palmero, it was a, it's a good reason that none of those guys got caught while they were playing. None of them got caught till they were retired. Yeah. Because guess what? Now it ain't bad for business. Right. And shame on you, McGuire, and shame yeah. on you, Sosa. You know, shame on them now. Yeah. Right? Because it wasn't bad for business. So that takes me back to the testing situation with CrossFit HQ and the elite athletes. Let's be honest. Would it be bad for business if a guy like Rich or Ben Smith or the Thor's daughters or the Sigmund's daughters, if any of them got popped at at the games? At the games. Hell Can yeah. you imagine the amount of controversy oh, yeah. and how many people outside, all the haters outside of CrossFit, um, all the fitness industry haters, boy, can you just imagine how much they would swarm in? Tons they would love heat. it. They Tons would love heat. it. Yeah. And it it would be bad for business, yep. you know. I'm, it's safe to say. So that's the other tricky part when yeah. when you're running your own testing program. Well, that's what I was going to say. That you know, for years and years, um, like UFC ran their own right. testing and never caught anybody. Of course not. Yeah, um, never caught anybody of significance. And if you look at, let's say the heavyweight, yeah, some of those guys were. Killers. Yes. I got news for you. I play around in that world. They're all killers. <laughs> yeah. Well, but at 265. Yeah. You know, can, yeah. can you imagine? Well, and, that, and that's the thing. And I, and I was just thinking as I was, as I was making that point about being bad for business, et cetera. The UFC, um, and, and maybe Bellator too, because I don't, I don't want to let people think that in professional MMA there's only one. Obviously, UFC being, being the most prevalent name. They, to me, in professional sports, they're kind of the exception of the rule and that they actually do a much better job than others. Yeah. I think they really do try to make sure it's a level playing field. But, well, but there have now been dirty, yeah, but there have been dirty guys forever. The difference is, which I can appreciate, it's going to be worse for their business if somebody gets killed. True. Um, and, and listen, I'm going to tell you. I'm not a mixed martial artist. You know, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, but a lot of the guys I train with, obviously, are are in mixed martial arts. I get to watch a top 10 in the world guy train on a weekly basis. 
Um, I train with guys that are that are world ranked in jujitsu. The and mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, these are people. And I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it before. What we do in jujitsu is we 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 um, play. I'm going to kill you with my hands. And before I kill you, you say, "Hey, okay, yeah. you got me. Let's go yeah. on to the next one." We tap. Yeah. Okay. That's reality. Yeah. Uh, that's reality. Um, and so when you look at a mixed martial artist, these guys that, again, the elite of the elite, okay, there's a lot of mixed martial artists in the game. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a guy that gets to step in the octagon in the UFC and really Top even Bellator, just, yeah. yeah, these are predators, man. Yeah. And so I think they have done a better job, just like you're saying, uh, like you were saying, of getting better at what they're doing yeah. and having someone more objective run their program yeah. for them. And sort of looking at it and say, well, it's worse for business if somebody gets killed than it is for yeah. someone to get popped. Yeah. You know, for a for a for a peed. Yeah. I think it's wise. I think it's the best long term business decision because, you know, versus boxing, you know, people have been killed boxing for years. It happens. And in the UFC, if it were to ever happen on a massive pay per view, it would just be devastating for Absolutely. The, for the business. I mean, they've been fighting that uphill battle anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You still have just, some states that won't host a, a doggone fight. I think they just finally got New York. New York, yeah. Settled down. Yeah, and they're going to be in Madison Square Garden. That's going to be They'll crazy. They'll pack it. Oh, my God. It'll be amazing. They'll have people next door watching TV. <laughs> They'll have a remote remote viewing site. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy to think of. I don't think you can name almost any sport you name. Mm-hmm. It's prevalent. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's either a, either somebody's looking for an edge or they're trying to come back from injury or something. You know, it's not always the media and the average person wants to really vilify that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a buddy of mine that I used to uh, that I used to umpire college baseball with and he made it all the way to triple A baseball and he came up with a Hall of Fame catcher. Okay, I won't even say what organization because it's not my place to point fingers. He's and you know, and it was during the late, it was during the nineties and yeah. early two thousands, and you know, and I asked him, this guy's a smaller guy, was a speed guy, played shortstop, cannon arm, etc. I'm talking about this buddy of mine. It, it kind of didn't fit his game to use them, mm-hmm. and so I asked him, I was like, man, did guys were was everybody juicing them? And he was like, man, probably half the guys that he knew were, and he named a name. I was like, this dude right here, I'm telling you right now, as he was coming up for sure, mm-hmm. was using. And I was like, well, what was the what's the real advantage for those guys? And he said, you know how when you come out the first week of spring training, how great you feel, how excited you are, you know, the sunshine and all that? He said, that's the way it made us feel. You could feel that way in the middle of the season, in yeah. the grind of the season if yeah. you're using. You know, so that's a difference. And I hear the same thing with people who use it as, as a workout a lot, it's not necessarily that makes you so much better. It allows you to train and feel good yeah. all along versus... It's a, re- it's a recovery drug. It's not Right, a, yeah. Um, I know that was... Or recovery method. Otherwise, recovery, we've got to specify yeah. a drug, so... Yeah. Um, I did a talk at a school, and what they were asking, how will they make you strong? I said, well, technically, no. If you take them and sit on the couch, you will not be able to lift a car. Yeah. That's not how it works. Right. Um, it's, it just, a, it's a nitrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just allows you to, to be able to recover faster and push through more, you know, yeah. and do more things. But yeah. And, in you know, what's crazy though, you know, if you look at golf, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think golf would have a PED issue, mm-hmm. but there's been some guys. Yes. They like, he just got really swole all of a yes. sudden. Yeah. And then now you see as that body compositions change, their game falls off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names. Everybody can figure it out. But. Yeah. So um, I would I would bet there's been some of that. I have, um, and I used to really follow a lot of golf. There have been, there for several years have been rumored that certain players were taking meds to calm their nerves right okay so this is not something they're taking for behavioral purpose mm-hmm. purposes this is i'm standing over a four foot putt and to keep my hands and my knees from shaking i'm taking meds to keep me calm mm-hmm. you know and that that rumor's been out there for a long long time 
And sometimes that could be hate, just people hating on them. Yeah. But, man, there's probably something to that. Because, again, you're talking about... Millions of dollars. Millions. Millions of yeah. dollars. And, again, would I do it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, if we go back um, to... If we go back to talk, thinking about the elite CrossFit athlete and are they or aren't they, and this is probably a good time to kind of kind of wrap us up. But um, you just you just my thing is is my suspicion that some some of them are. Yeah, my suspicion is some of them are, but I can't look at it and say one. I can't say all of them are. I think that's just as equally ridiculous that's, as it is to say no one is. It's a pretty careless statement. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and I can't look at it and say, well, yes, yeah, so and so must be because he's yeah. way too good. And that's you can't say that either. Yeah. Well, yeah. the 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 thing with the Romano interview that was a little bothersome to me was he was really really passionate about the fact that the volume of work that they do at the CrossFit Games. It is impossible to do at the level that they do it without having drugs. I mean, he flat out said it that way. And my answer to him would be, come to a local master's competition. I'm not even talking about the 25-year-old kid. Come watch the 40-year-old guys that do five workouts, soul-crushing workouts, in a day. One day. In a day. And then to think that the elite of the elite can't do that for three consecutive days... You don't understand what we do. Well, here, this is an analogy I used a long time ago. <clears throat> you ever chopped wood when you was a kid? Mm-hmm, sure. All right, so. Tried, first, not, tried not to. Right. Tried, yeah, tried to hide from it. But, first yeah. time you had to go out there and bust a log. Mm-hmm. Right? You got three logs in. Your hands are exhausted. Your forearms are so full of blood you couldn't mm-hmm. even hang on. You were done. Yep. Next day you go out, you got four Mm-hmm. Next day you go out, you do six. That's right. Next day you go out, you do 12. You're building the capacity That's to right. do more work. Yeah. What's the difference in this? It's not a difference. It's not. This guy is from the bodybuilding world where they do backs and buys. Chest and tries. Chest and tries. Yes. And then they stop. Yeah. Because, okay, I'm getting a little fatigued and, and yeah. I need to stop because I have yeah. to do this other thing tomorrow. Well, that's not what we do. You know, we we have, uh, let me see if I say this word right, gamatized exercise we've made it a game yeah and part of the reason we've made it a game is one that makes it fun yeah um but it also means that we're going to um continue to move the target which by the way moving the target means we're increasing your work capacity always always you know and so if you come to us with um you know at a level if you're let's say level one to ten ten being very fit if you come to us as a one and just through normally doing the program, you make it to a two, we're going to move the target up to four. Yeah. And then eventually you're going to be a three. You'll be doing more work. Yeah. And that's simplistic way of, say, of saying it, but that's how it works. And so people that have never existed in our world, um, they don't have any comprehension of that. They don't mm-hmm. under, they, they, you know, even though he's in the drug business and the bodybuilding business and that kind of thing, he doesn't understand the capacity of the average CrossFitter. Forget the elite. He doesn't have the foggiest freaking clue. Right. You know, and that's what part of what's bothersome to me. This is the same guy, and I don't mean to just bash on him, but I'm only telling you what I know to be true. This is the same guy that if there's there's a CrossFit article on T Nation, he's written it, and it's gonna come. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. He just hates everything about it, and then turns around and is like, yeah, I teach. You know, I. Um, you know, provide drugs and coach drugs to some elite CrossFitters. I think he's a liar. I'm just, I'm just well, telling you what I yeah, think. That's I just mean, my opinion. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I would agree with that statement because, um, yeah, I would, I would say that I would disagree with that too. You know, the, the thing is with people like that, they're, you know, his, his statement of, you can't do that for three days. You're not looking at everything that went in before that three days. Yeah, he, he doesn't understand. The, the yeah. two days, and then you know, like uh, use Rich for an example. Rich goes out and rows constantly mm-hmm. just to keep building that base, that capacity, the capacity, capacity, so mm-hmm. that he can do more and more and more volume on a daily basis. Yeah, and they do it for a living. Exactly. That's all they do. Yeah. It's not they, like they have eight hours a day. To, to be better, out. to be better at exercise. Yeah, that's for sure. Not a bad gig. 
No. Well, it's hard work, man. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard work. But, I, you know, I think about it. You know, if I have four hours a day, I can I can piece together a lot of very good exercise yeah. over that period of time. Um, just for a, a normal human being, you know. A couple of Metcons, squatting, pressing, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think he just he just doesn't get it, but he doesn't want to get it. It's okay to hate CrossFit. I yeah. think that's fine. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, hate it if you like. Um, I think that's okay, but but I think he's he's pretty off base. But it's funny that it's a lot of the people within the fitness industry that hate it mm-hmm. and are unwilling to even open their mind to that to the idea that. Um, there may be better ways. Yeah. But it's funny because at least the folks that I know that coach CrossFit or strength and conditioning or legitimate cross strength and conditioning are very open yeah. to the idea that there may be other things yeah. out there. I spoke with someone, this was a, oh God, maybe a, it might have been a month ago, a few weeks ago. We were at dinner. I'll end on this. He was, uh, and my wife really defends CrossFit. If somebody says something negative, she attacks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny. So reverse of what it would have been a year ago or two years ago. But this guy had, he was kind of, he wasn't like coming out and bashing it, but he was kind of talking it down. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, there's so so much better ways. I was like, well, no, no one said it was the best. It depends on what your preference is. And then he starts talking about this hit training and da 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 da. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, so you're like doing, you know, like different movements. <laughs> I said you're constantly varying the 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 different pieces of it. Oh, and and there's intensity. Intensity over <laughs> over different time domains. Yeah, that's exactly. It. I was like, that's the definition of CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, we got. You're like, check. you know what, dude? You are, you are right. You're onto something. You should you patent that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so hilarious. Yeah, that's it. So, um, cool topic, interesting discussion. Did we get anywhere? I don't know. We didn't solve anything, but I don't think that was the intention. Who knows? Yeah, just talk know. for thirty minutes. Somebody will let us know whether we solved anything. Yeah, put a comment out there. That'd be cool. Comments. Yeah, that mad boy guy doesn't have a damn clue what he's he gets so about. pissed off at people. He gets so mad. He's, why is he so angry? He loves Joe Rogan. He does love <laughs> the Joe Rogan the modern podcast. modern day philosopher yeah. Joe Rogan. Uh, love the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. <laughs>